平が描く強烈な叙事詩彼らはこの旗のもとに戦ったそういうわけだこれこれは田んぼの田の字つまり百姓たちこの村だなその丸は俺たちだ Hey, party people and samurai film fans! Welcome to the first mini episode of the Boon to Eve Party Planners, something we like to call the after party. It's Joe here,、uh, the only co-host that's in on this one,、um, calling in today from the Forest Moon Endor. So essentially, these are random episodes that will cover some of the different inspiration for Star Wars. Between the films and the books and the TV series, Star Wars is inspired by a whole bunch of different types of media. Uh, so, we thought it would be fun on the weeks where we might miss an episode to discuss some of these. Plus, if I'm being totally honest, if I don't edit something every couple of weeks, I sort of forget how to do it. So, this kind of keeps me in track with my skill sets.、Um, yeah, so two out of the three of us and the Boonteef Party Planners have kids, and we've all got jobs. So, sometimes making two weeks recording, you miss it sometimes. Uh, we try to keep up with it, but it doesn't always happen. So, we thought that these little mini episodes might be a good bridge between the main episodes and, you know, in general. So, it also gives us a chance to go into topics that probably wouldn't make an entire episode of the Boonteef Party Planners. And in all truthfulness,、um, I'm not as funny as the other two. So, these episodes will be shorter and probably not as funny because that's just the way it is.、Um, Is it after 11 p.m. on the forest moon right now when I'm recording this? Hell yeah, it is. Am I in my gym jams? Fuck yeah, I am. So, right now I'm just recording and seeing how it goes. And it's kind of weird talking by myself, not gonna lie. But anyway, so this particular episode of the After Party I thought would be fun to kind of discuss one of the few movies which I feel is a perfect film. And I don't have very many of those. Honestly, Jaws to me is a perfect film, and you've already heard me talk about it a couple times. Probably The Shining, I would consider to be another perfect film, but this one in particular is Seven Samurai by Akira Kurosawa,、uh, 1954. And it really is a big inspiration for Star Wars. It might not directly inspire Star Wars, but it certainly has a lot of elements that you can see throughout not just the films, but the TV series and even the comics. It's one of those classic pieces of media that you sort of hear about all the time, and you never realize how many different things play into it or are basically taken from it. So, I guess the best place to start is to try to kind of figure out what inspired George Lucas in general to come up with the mythology of Star Wars. And pretty much what we can do is we can look back at his type of films that he watched as a kid. So, you have westerns and science fiction pulp stuff like Flash Gordon. And then you have the samurai films.、Uh, in the 1950s and 60s, you had a lot of different Japanese filmmakers that were creating samurai films. And some 
showed samurai in good light. Some were more pulpy and a little bit more on edge where the samurai might not have always been the good character. Uh, but Akira Kurosawa was probably one of the most well-known filmmakers at that time that was putting out films. And we're not just talking about samurai movies. Um, Akira Kurosawa was putting out all sorts of different stuff that just kind of dealt with the human condition. And I think that's what made him a really good director. And probably one of the reasons that we look back on his filmography today with such high praise. And when I say that Seven Samurai is a perfect film, I don't mean that it's going to be a perfect film for everybody. It's a perfect film to me. But that three and a half hour runtime might not be suitable or really what everybody's into. But for my personal preference, it's the perfect runtime to give character depth and build where you want the story to go. And I don't think we've discussed it yet, but it's something that I kind of felt like Rise of Skywalker could have used. I'm not saying Rise of Skywalker should have used three and a half hours because for fuck's sake, that would have been way too long. And I think my eyes would bleed if I had to watch it that long. That's probably an exaggeration. I would probably be pretty happy with it. But I do think that Rise of Skywalker needed more time. It needed time to flesh out its characters, its plot points, where it was going. It just needed to be a longer movie. And I think you can kind of piece together the fact that it was supposed to be a longer movie. So when you have something like Seven Samurai, which was three and a half hours long, you had, of course, Hollywood groups that weren't really into that concept. In fact, Hollywood investors actually got Toho, which was the producer in the studio in Japan, to cut 50 minutes from Seven Samurai to kind of make it more palpable, but it was never released in that format, thankfully, because it would have just cut too much of the film out. So what you have is this series of films, such as westerns and science fiction and samurai films, which kind of pushed George Lucas's imagination to sort of think of the galaxy far, far away. Sure, samurai films and westerns aren't necessarily otherworldly, but they are a moment in time which is gone. And that's part of the lived-in world that Star Wars creates that I really enjoy, and I think a lot of people enjoy that. I think the lived-in universe is sort of what makes Star Wars Star Wars. At the end of the day, everything feels like it has a history to it. And that's the way Akira Kurosawa approached Seven Samurai. So for those of you who don't know the basic plot points or plot line to Seven Samurai, pretty much what it is, it's a group of six ronin um, and one farmhand, essentially. I think that's kind of not the right term for it, but... It's one of the farmers that end up banding together in order to assist a group of farmers in this little town that are constantly being raided every season by bandits. So pretty basic concept. It's sort of like a good versus evil thing, but it's not. Because these ronin, these masterless samurai, all have their own characters and everything about that is unique. Each one has their own personality, and over that three-and-a-half-hour runtime, you get to know them and care about them, and you know by the end that they're not all going to make it out okay. And then the one member that's not technically a samurai, the one that's the farmer, played by Toshiro Mifune, is the one that you kind of see as being the average man, the one that's not part of this class system that the others make up. And I suppose we have to kind of define what a ronin is. So I know I said that... He, a ronin was a masterless samurai, but what does that mean? So if we look at it in terms of Star Wars, 
think of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi is a Jedi without a Jedi Order by the time we get to A New Hope. And that's pretty much what a Ronin is. A Ronin is a samurai that has no affiliation or organization. And usually that becomes evident through them being part of a system that has failed them. So their master has essentially lost the ability to have samurai under their control. The caste system during that time, during the Tokugawa era and onward, tended to be very much based on shogun rule. So even though there was an emperor, the real power control was through the shogun. So if you fell out of favor with the shogun as a lord, then you risked losing everything. And then if you were a samurai under a specific lord, then you also lost everything in turn. And that's what you get, is you get a bunch of ronin. When the Seven Samurai takes place, there's a lot of wandering samurai or ronin. So you have all these different characters that are sort of working together to bring about hope where there might not have been hope before. So again, sort of like Star Wars. So the interesting thing that we get about westerns and samurai films is that they are basically plays off of each other. So you have John Ford-style westerns in the 1940s and 50s that then lead to Akira Kurosawa making films in the 1950s and 60s that are plays on westerns. So good guys wear white, bad guys wear black. Uh, That doesn't always play out that way but it's sort of kind of the same concept you have samurai who are the good guys and then you have other groups or bad samurai that might be the bad guys so good good cowboys bad cowboys and then you have the samurai films that then play into the concept of these spaghetti westerns coming out of italy in the 1970s and 60s so these are sometimes direct translations of samurai films so you have this sort of give and take between inspirations that continued to happen before it even got to star wars in fact you can kind of think of george lucas as sort of like the quentin tarantino of his day he was taking things from things that he liked as a kid and making them his own whereas like tarantino is taking stuff from the 60s and 70s like kill bill through the grindhouse series and all those kung fu flicks of the 70s and making his own thing it's sort of like a passion project pretty much so when you take all these different inspirations and you kind of look at star wars you can sort of see how the sausage is made you have characters like obi-wan who is pretty much like i said a ronin and the funny thing is is that George Lucas had actually originally planned on casting Toshiro Mifune from The Seven Samurai as Obi-Wan before he cast Alec Guinness. It just didn't work out, which would have been pretty neat if you think about it. Um, in a film that is pretty much entirely filled with white people, having a Japanese lead actor would have been fucking fantastic. And I would pay a lot of money to see that happen. Um, but then you also have characters like, I don't know, like sort of like... um. Like Luke. I guess the best way to describe Luke is uh, Luke is the Toshiro Mifune character from Seven Samurai. If you look at it as him being like this farm boy who is now being called to something bigger or greater than himself, he sort of takes that Toshiro Mifune role. But when you really look at just the Star Wars films, they're not as directly related to Seven Samurai as some of the other pieces of Star Wars media. I believe in the late 70s, the Marvel Comics series actually had a 
series of, I don't know if it was a series of comics or if it was just one issue where Han basically enlists a group of bounty hunters to fight off bandits uh, to help uh, a town. So it is the exact same thing as Seven Samurai. And then you see it again in the Clone Wars. In the Clone Wars, you have Obi-Wan, Anakin, Ahsoka, and the whole Clone Wars group band up with, again, bounty hunters in order to fight off Hondo Anaka and his group of bandits to keep a harvest in line. I mean, the Seven Samurai you'll see in all sorts of stuff. Like, Bugs Life is Seven Samurai. If you've ever seen the movie Bugs Life, it's Seven Samurai. It's the same concept with little bits and pieces taken so that it's not the exact same thing. You'll see the whole concept of Seven Samurai come up again in Episode 4 of The Mandalorian, where you have Mando team up with Cara Dune to help a village against bandits. And, again, the bandits are overwhelming in number. The villagers can't fight because they don't know how to fight. So the warriors, the samurai, the ronin, Mando, teaches them how to fight back so they can prevent themselves from falling victim to the bandits. And, honestly, that's one of my favorite episodes of the season. I thought Bryce Dallas Howard did a bang-up job. Like, the shit she did with that ATST was just fantastic. I love the red light inside it. That's one of my favorite episodes, even though I know a lot of people didn't like it. And I think part of the reason I liked it so much was because it was so in line with Seven Samurai. Even at one point, there was a rumor that Zack Snyder was going to direct a Star Wars film. And what do you think the Star Wars film was going to be? It was going to be some sort of Jedi-like Seven Samurai film. So I wouldn't put it past us to see another Seven Samurai homage come out of Star Wars at some point in the future. I mean, I don't know how far Mando's going to take this concept of Western Samurai, which it is literally using right now, and continue it into future seasons. I can't think that they're going to do too much more with the concept of Seven Samurai because it is just one film, and Mando is... Mandalorian is really based a lot on Lone Wolf and Cub, which is something I'll probably cover in another episode later on down the road of one of these after parties. But at the end of the day, you can see the inspiration of Akira Kurosawa's film throughout the entirety of Star Wars in books and media. And that's part of what this whole after party is about. Seven Samurai is just one small part of the glue that held Star Wars together. And Star Wars really was based a lot on Hidden Fortress, which is another one of Akira Kurosawa's films. And some people will say that Akira Kurosawa is the direct inspiration for Star Wars, which I don't think is entirely true because a lot of the episodic nature of Star Wars comes from the Flash Gordon series that was out in the 40s and 50s. And that's probably plays a little bit more into it along with Joseph Campbell's mythology. But now that Star Wars isn't just George Lucas... I think we'll see a lot more inspiration from films. And Dave Filoni is very good at pointing at different things of media throughout time and saying, hey, I like that aspect. Let's take it and use it in a Star Wars light. Same thing with uh, Jon Favreau. In the making of Mandalorian, Jon Favreau actually says, hey, let's bring it back to the types of movies that George liked, which were the Samurai and Westerns films, which I've mentioned already like a fuck ton of times, and you're probably tired of hearing it because I'm talking in circles. And that's mostly because it's really awkward to talk by yourself. Other podcasters out there, I don't know how you do this, but hopefully it's kind of fun. I don't know. Maybe? Tell me in the comments? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, if you've stuck with me this long, um, I just want to say, hey, thanks for listening. 
this was probably a little bit rambly and yeah i get it that's sort of probably my nature of the way my thought train works and when you don't have that many notes when you're just sort of talking off the cuff um yeah it probably ends up like this anyway um i guess that's probably about all i'm gonna have to say about seven samurai if you haven't seen it go check it out it's fantastic again it's not everybody's cup of tea it's on criterion right now i think if you have hbo max it's on there um i highly recommend it though it's one of my favorite movies and it's just it does such a great job with character i can't explain enough how good of a job it does building these characters and bringing you through this one year of seasons in this village and how they build everything up and like i said before i've said it probably every episode by now um star wars is about hope and seven samurai is that too it's this idea that we can all band together sometimes and we can all come together as one and fight for the greater good and that is, I think, a great message. And it's the message that Star Wars has. And it's the message that you see in the sequel trilogy. And it's the message you see in the original trilogy. And minus Anakin and the whole fall of the Republic. You know what? Fuck that. The prequel series is a cautionary tale. And that's what we need to know. So we've got two films that deal with the hope of banding together. And one cautionary tale that says, hey, look at what can happen. Don't fuck up, guys. And that's about that. So, anyway, um, until next time, we should have an episode out pretty soon, a main episode of the Boonty of Party Planners, which will be much funnier than this one, because, again, you just got me today. Sorry. Yeah, so keep a lookout for that. It should be coming soon, and I hope you enjoyed listening to this little after party. Of course, follow us on Instagram, at the Boonty of Party Planners, and we're at Twitter, at Beep Podcast. So, B-E-P-P Podcast. All right, so I'm not going to end this with this party's over with Mace Windu because the party hasn't even started yet. This is after the party, so yeah. Anyway, all right. Until next time, guys. Thanks for listening.